0: well surprise 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 yeah Keith's here and I'm here so surprise anyway here we are so uh no Keith's been teaching on how to hear from God or we can hear from God and and um, something came up in my heart about it and I told him you know maybe I should share it a little bit about it and uh, but before I do I need you to read this verse with me so are you ready Don't even get your Bibles out because they're going to put it up on the screen. And I want you to be very clear about it. No confusion. Okay. Matthew 7, 1 in the NIV. Oh, read it with me. Don't judge or you too will be judged. Okay. Now, now that you've read that, I will explain. I'm going to have to talk about me tonight. So don't judge me. I'm telling you, you better not judge me or you're going to be judged. All right? Okay? Y'all can sit down. All right? That's what I'm going to be talking about tonight. So be very careful all through the night that you don't judge me or watch out. Because all week long or all the last several weeks, he's been talking about this. John 10, 27. You can put it up on the screen. You can laugh at me, but you can't judge me. Okay? That's the deal. All right. John 10:27, guys. We've all been reading it. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Right? right? He's been talking about all of us being sheep and all of us being able to hear his voice and all of us knowing him. Right? right. So I've been sitting over there week after week after week. And you know me, I like to know about the practical side of everything when he's teaching it. I start thinking about the practical side of how do we apply this in our lives? What do we do with it? How do we make it work? How do I walk out of here and deal with what's going on with somebody? What makes this happen? So in doing that, I'd sit there and I'd think about it. And of course, I think about me to start with. Because no you're not going to do anybody else any good... Unless you get you right. Do you know that? You're not going to help anybody else until you get you fixed. Okay? So I would think about that and I would think about how I need to hear from God. What it takes for me to hear from God. How I hear His voice. Because, you know, we deal with people on a daily basis on a weekly basis, on an hourly basis, on a second basis, that things are not going right in their life. I mean, constantly we're getting an email, we're getting a phone call, we're getting a text, and they're wanting to know, what about this? How do we deal with this? What do we do with this? So, you know, and he's constantly teaching about hearing from God. So I'm thinking, wait a minute. Were you not just sitting there in that service? But I'm not going to judge them. Right? Because there's been too many times when I didn't have the answer. So, the very first thing that I go back to is me hearing from God. And i got to think about how do I hear from Him. Well, the very first thing that I have to do to hear from Him is do something I don't like doing. No, no judging. I gotta get still. And I gotta get quiet. And I gotta get unbusy. There you go. You're judging me. No, you're not. Ju- okay. All right. You know, busy to some people, and don't look at me when I say this, is almost like. A drug. It's almost like you have to do it constantly. You have to have something going constantly. Or you have to be putting out fires all the time. You're not happy unless something is going like that all the time. And some people... Now, remember that first verse we read, right? Yeah. Glory in how busy they are. Yeah. They they just glory in how much they have to do and how busy they are. And they never have time to get with you because they're too busy. busy. They have this going and they have that going and they have this going and they have grandma going, and they have kids going, and they have work going, and they have, they're too busy. busy. But that's me. I'm talking about me. Remember? Remember? Busy. And I'm talking about hearing from God. And, And if he says we can hear from him, why can't we hear from him? Let's look at a verse. I want to know what helps to hear from him. Joshua 1.8. Now, I'm not talking about you tonight. I'm talking about me. Remember? Just me. Because I know I have been told multitudes of times about multitasking, about doing too many things, and uh, I know I have to hear from God. So let's look at a few things. Joshua 1.8 in the King James. It says... This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Okay. Question, good success and prosperous. Everybody in here has got totally prosperous and total success. Okay, I could use some more prosperity. I could use some more success. So what's going on, God? Why are you holding out on me, God? Huh? God ain't holding out. He just told us, he says, then you'll have it. I'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have success. So Phyllis, Miss Blonde here, got to figure this out. What's going on? Well, when I began to study about this, I thought, okay, so what way do I go? I know busy is not the way. So I got my Bible out. Now, he's teaching on this, and a lot of times when he's teaching, I'm going back and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, Practical, Phil. Practical. How does this apply? You're dealing with people. They're going to come back to you. They're going to ask you questions. They want to know. They deal with it. We deal with it. When he teaches, they want it for the kids' classes. Just lots of things. So I'm like, okay, look at this. Not busy. So I start to look up things. Okay? Okay. Think about all these things in the Bible. I got my Bible out and I got my concordance out. Now think of the opposite of busy. I got so many words. I did not know which direction to go. Now listen, see if you've heard any of these words in the Bible. Okay. Still be still and know that I'm God. Wait on the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Commune with God. Fellowship with God. Pray to God. Talk to God. Abraham talked with God. All of these things are spending time with him, right? Yeah. Bow before God. Kneel in his presence. Humble yourself before God. Lie prostrate before the Lord. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord. Give thanksgiving to the Lord. And meditate. I mean, that's just a few of them. I mean, when I'd start to go to, to look them up, there were so many verses. <laughs> you could have spent a year just going over each one of these verses about spending time with the Lord. Each and every one of them. So what does the devil do to keep every person in this room from hearing from God. He keeps us busy. It's like God has got... Say this pulpit right here is our gift. Okay? And inside this gift, it's got everything that we would ever need. Every answer that we will ever need. You could walk up to this pulpit. You could get your healing. You could walk up to this pulpit, you could get your answer for the direction that you need. You could walk up to this pulpit, you could find out how to deal with your kids that's gone berserko. You could walk up to this pulpit and you could find out how to get your house you need. You could walk up to this pulpit and get rid of that boss you've been hating for 10 years. Get him saved. Find exact words to tell him tomorrow when you go to work. You could walk up to this pulpit and get your husband to like you again. Do you understand what I'm saying? You could walk up here and everything you ever needed was here. So what does the devil do? He tries everything. Now you can get to this pulpit from how many angles? Every way possible. There is absolutely nothing in the way of getting to it. But what the devil does is he does everything he can to turn your back to it. To distract you from it. To keep you thinking about something else. To keep you busy doing something else. To show you, hey, hey, look over here, look over here, do this, hey, hey. Come see me over here. Everything he can to keep you from going over here. And the further he can get you from that, the easier it is to keep you from getting closer to that. So that's what he does on a daily basis. Is He knows if you don't get close to this but once a month, it's easier to keep you from going there even once a month. And he knows if you don't go here but once a year, then he's got you. So that's his tool. And the funny thing about it is, he don't even have to be that smart. All he's got to do is wave something in front of me And he distracts me. Now, I've got excuses. Let me explain. Before I explain, so you have time to judge, I'm going to read you this verse. Okay? Matthew 25, verse 34 in the King James. Then I will explain why I have excuses. Matthew 25, 34. Then the king says unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty, give you drink? Or when did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when saw you sick or in prison and came unto you? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, In so much as you've done it unto the least of these my brothers, you've done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall you answer also, Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or thirst, or stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, In so much as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. This also reminds me, you remember it, of the wedding feast that he called everybody there and everybody was too busy to come. One said he had an ox that had to plow and one said he had bought and the other one said what, he got married, you know. Well, let's get back to me. Too busy, right? But I have an excuse. We have two churches, right? Right? God, that's doing your work. You know, I have to have my phones on all the time, and I have to have my computers, and I have to have my iPad because I have people, you know, and somebody could get sick, and we could have to get to the hospital, or something could happen, and somebody could need something, God. Don't you know that, God? Come on, I, I should have special dispensation, God. <laughs> because, you know, they, it's a church, God. I should be able to work 24-7. Because, you know, I am doing it for you, God. Right? Right? But, it doesn't matter what My excuse is, all it is is a ploy of the devil to keep me away from what? Do you know? It doesn't matter if we have one, a hundred, five hundred, five thousand people. If I don't go here, I am useless to here. You can't feed anybody. You can't give them a drink. You can't clothe them. You can't tell them anything that's going to help them unless you get it from here. And it's not just us as pastors. There's people everywhere. Everywhere. That are so busy, like me. And excuses. Well, we don't have the money to pay this. We don't the kids, God this. And you know what? God's not hearing it. Just like he didn't hear me. What he's saying is, busy doesn't matter. Busy is a devil word. Because unless God is having the time to tell you, okay, you go and deal with these people today, then the busy means nothing. It's just busy doing your thing or the devil's thing. Because unless you've spent time up here where you can hear what he's been teaching us for the last several weeks, what are we doing? Just the other night, I want to see a show of hands. How many people in here heard on the news? I told Keith, that is so sad. But it goes back to exactly what you've been teaching us. They were laying in their bed. Laying in their bed, sound asleep. A car came through their house and killed them both. Raise your hand up high. Raise your hand up high. Okay. A question. How sad is that? That is really, really, really sad. Were they bothering anyone? Absolutely not. But what is happening in their life they got too far from this because if they would have been close to this this representing God you understand that God could have said hey guys you need to be living here you need to be in this house God's telling them you need to be in this house you need to move here you need to do this Because unless we're hearing from God about where we live and what we do and who we're around, the busyness doesn't mean anything. Whether it's work or whether it's play, I've got a lot of things down here. Uh, Exodus, I'm just going to read you these. You'll have to do with them what I had to do with it. Okay? Because, again, you can't judge me. But Exodus 31 says this. It says, six days you can work. But on the seventh day, on the seventh day is when you clean your yard (laughs) and you do all your laundry and you sometime guys, we are supposed to rest. And some point in our lives, there has to be a time of that. And I'm as guilty or more guilty than anybody. That's why I'm talking to you tonight. Because at some point in our lives, if we don't shut down and let God talk to us, we're going to be missing it right and left. We have to take that time and shut her down and not be so busy. I know there's another one. People said they don't have the time to do anything with God. They don't have the time to be able to listen to God. You know, they do a lot of things that maybe they should check about. You know, I used to a lot more than I do now, do a lot of exercise. And I look back on it now, I used to run a lot. And I look back on it now and I think, God, if I'd have been spending as much time with you studying the healing scriptures instead of trying to run 10 miles a day, if I'd have been spending two hours studying healing scriptures every day instead of trying to run 10 miles a day, where would I be today? Let me read you a verse. I'm just going to read you these. You do with them what you want to, but don't judge me. Okay? Listen to this one. First Timothy 4.8 in the King James. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Now, I didn't say you couldn't exercise. Listen to the Message Bible. It says, Workouts in a gymnasium are useful. They are useful people, useful. It says they are, but a disciplined life for God in God is far more so making you fit both today and forever. Sometimes you just need to take that time and spend it with something a lot more important. Because we are a society that says we don't have time to do anything. We don't have time to fellowship with any of our friends. We are a society anymore that doesn't even have friends anymore. I mean, I'll just tell you, as a church, a lot of times, people go to the hospital and we'll say, Don't they have any friends? And they'll say, You know what? No, they don't. And we'll go, That is just wild. Well, why don't they have any friends? Because they're too busy. busy. They're too busy. They don't have time to cook a meal at their house anymore for their friends and have them come over to dinner. Because they're too busy. busy. They don't have time to have a barbecue on Saturday anymore because they're too busy. busy. They can't fellowship anymore with anybody because they're too Busy. 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 We are a society that all we do is busy, 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 busy. What about the days of our grandparents and great-grandparents that used to sit on the porch and just watch the cars go by? (laughs) I think they were smarter than us. (laughs) I told Keith the other day, we were sitting on our back porch and we can barely see the street from our back porch. And I said, I just sat there for an hour and I just watched the cars go by. I said, man, this is fun. <laughs> I just watched the cars go by. And it was fun. You know, you don't have to. It's an addiction. And Keith knows I am as guilty as any person in this room. To, am I addicted to it or what? Or have you, I'm not confessing it for the future. Dan's addicted to it. Look at what, Dan. He says, what? You know, you can get addicted to it to having to do something every second of every minute of the day. I mean, I I have been so rude to Keith sometimes. He's standing there talking about to me about something important. You've not done it, so don't judge me. God forbid your phone buzz. And you've got to see who it is immediately or what it is. It could be a church member. It could be somebody hurt. It could be your parents. It could be... <laughs> That's who we are these days, you know? And and you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't anything because we're a society of something going all the time. That's why society is on so many drugs these days. People wouldn't have to take a quarter of the drugs they take if they would just... Spend a little time. We're too hyped up. Just going night and day. And then, then it's almost like you don't know which end is up. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. And it's like you don't have enough jobs. So you go get a hobby that you have to work at. (laughs) I'm serious. You go get a hobby that costs all your money or, or that you have to figure out how to do it or you have to learn how to do it or it, and it, you have to study, study, study and, and you have to work at it and you have to do it and you, God, I gotta get this. I gotta get this. And it's intense because you've got to have something going. Busy. Busy. It's who we've been. And then, you know, um, Second Timothy says this. Now, again, I didn't write these. Just keep this in mind. Okay? Second Timothy 3, verse 1. This know also, it says. So this know also. In the last days. You think we're getting close to the last days? Okay. Well, so then this may apply. Time shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. They don't have time to be friends with anybody. They want to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it, whenever they want to do it, by themselves or with who they want to do it with. And don't get in their way. You know it's true. I know how I am. Don't get in my way. I'm busy. I'm pastoring two churches, and I got people I got to deal with. Don't get in my way. God stuff is first. Don't get in my way. Right? You know, don't judge me. Lovers are their self. They're too busy to go to dinner with anybody. They're too busy to fellowship with anybody. They're too busy to check on somebody. They're too busy if somebody contacts them and says, you know what's going on with me? Yeah, busy right now. Get with you later. Busy right now. Too busy to care about anybody else. You didn't have the time to give them a drink of water. You didn't have time to love on them. What are we here for, guys, if it's not for other people? Maybe it's just that one sentence that we tell them Man, good job. Good job. They contacted you for a reason. How many people you got that you, something goes good in your life and you're going to take the time to contact them and tell them something went good in your life? How how many people? Maybe one, two, that something really went good in your life that you're going to contact them and tell them about it? What if they reply, busy, can't talk to you right now? How's does that make you feel? When you sow it, what you going to eat? Mm-hmm. Busy. Can't talk to you right now. That makes you know how important people are in your life. Guys, we got to get a revelation that the reason that we're here is not to work a job or not to do a hobby or not to work on a car. I am guilty. Guilty, number one of always being busy. we got to figure out a way because God is not always busy. And if we spend time with Him, He's going to say what? Cut this out. Cut this out. Cut this out. Don't do this. I never told you to start that hobby. I told you to do this. I never told you to get that other job. I told you to do this. I never told you to go over there. I told you to do this. Lovers of themselves, covetous, I didn't write this. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that, things that are good, trady, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. You say, no, 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 not me. Well, It's good to say that, but if you're taking the time doing your hobby, instead of spending time with God, what are you loving more? Actions speak louder than words. words. Guilty. Guilty. I'm talking about me. Remember that, right? Guilty. Me, my greatest hobby is work. Work. I like work. I like... Doing church stuff. I like helping the people in the church. I like remodeling the rooms. I like getting the stuff done. I like making it look good. I like that. But you know what? I shouldn't do it night and day. And nor should you. We shouldn't stay busy doing things that we forget who we're doing it for and why we're doing it. We got to remember why we're doing it. I think one of Keith's favorite he would never admit this properly, but one of his favorite stories in the Bible is Martha Martha <laughs> <laughs> Because of me, probably. <laughs> because you've got to pick and choose what is the priority. When it comes time for church, and when it comes time to do the things for God, we shouldn't have 26 other things going. We shouldn't be thinking about what we're going to do at work tomorrow. We shouldn't be thinking about what we're going to do next week or go visit Aunt Sally or go do this grocery shopping or be sitting there in church writing our grocery list. Guilty! I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. And I can talk about me all I want to because I know me. We're thinking about what we need to pack because we've got to leave early tomorrow morning or thinking about this or thinking about that. We should take that time and not be a Martha, Martha. Because God, how are we going to hear from God if we ain't even listening? We can't hear from him. And that's why we can't be prosperous. And that's why we can't be successful. It's because we are not even listening. He can be screaming really loud. And we're not listening. We're busy doing this and we God, I'm busy right now. I'll get with you in just a minute, God. I'm busy right now. Can't you say I'm taking care of these church people right now, God? I'll catch you in just a minute. I got this phone at this ear, I got my iPad here, and I got my computer here. God catch you just in a minute, God. How rude is that? Well, maybe he's trying to tell you something to tell them. Oh, you'd never do that, okay. Matthew eleven fifteen. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We piped unto you and you didn't dance. We've mourned unto you and you have not lamented. The message says it really good. Sometimes I don't like the message because it says it too good. <laughs> Fifteen Message. Are you listening to me? Really listening? Keep going. How can I account for this generation? The people have been like spoiled children whining to their parents. Verse 17. I wanted to skip rope and you were always too tired. We wanted to talk, but you were always too busy. <coughs> Busy. Busy is an epidemic today. And even if you're not busy working, people have decided things that they like to do and they get involved with things and anything that the devil can do to keep you from spending time with God. Because he knows if you ever spend time with God, you're going to get the answers that you're looking for. You're going to get the things that you need. You're going to get the peace. You're going to get the revelation. Let's read a few verses and let me show you. Let's read Joshua 1.8 again. We'll start there. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Who's going to make your way prosperous? And then you shall have good success. Let's read a few more. Psalm 1-2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Psalm 1914. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. My strength, wait a minute, and my Redeemer. So if I meditate with the Lord, what happens? I get strong. How many could use some strength in here? I know I can. Because when you all the time busy, what happens? You get tired. So when you go to the charging spot, you can get recharged. Psalm 49.3. I like this one. I like this one. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. The New King James says this. My mouth shall speak of wisdom and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. How many of you could use some understanding in some areas? Something just bomb-fuzzling you and you just don't know what to do? There's your answer. Psalm 63, verse 6. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches... Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of the wings will I rejoice. My soul follows hard after thee. Thy right hand upholds me. Psalm 71:24. My tongue also shall talk. That's a form of meditate. It's the same word. Of thy righteousness all day long. For they were confounded... For they were brought unto shame that seek my hurt. I put with this, when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. Psalm 77 verse 12. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Psalm 104 verse 34. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Psalm 119.15 I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statues. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Psalm 119, verse 23. Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statues are my delight. They are my counselors. You just rest and let God take care of them and go over their heads. And this is the the one I want you to think about just a minute, and then we're going to do something. Everybody still here, right? Okay. Look at this one with me. Psalm 143, 5. Remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. This is what the devil doesn't like for us to do. He doesn't like for us to get still and say you believe in God for healing. He doesn't like for us to remember the days of old every time we believed God for healing, and what happened? We got healed. Or remember the days of old every time we stood and believed God for finances. Remember the days of old, and every time you believed God for prosperity, what happened? He came through. Think on that. Meditate on that. Remember every time you needed something from God and the answer came. Remember that. Think on that. Listen to what meditate means. It means to murmur or to ponder, to imagine, to study, to speak, to utter. To just talk to God. I want us to do something in here. Because I'm convinced there's more people like me than want to admit it. You you didn't judge me, see, I know. But I think there's more people like me that like busy. And like to have something going all the time. We're going to do a little test. I think... The devil has been winning too much. I'd like for every usher, every person that's moving around the building, every person that's in the lobbies to come inside the sanctuary, please. Every person everywhere. And just come in for just a minute. And I want to do a little test. Y'all up for it? Y'all game? Y'all chicken? Okay, that's what I thought. I want to do just a little test. But before we do, well, maybe I'll tell you what we're going to do first. I would like for us to sit here. Cameras, I'm going to just go straight forward. I want you just to relax. I'm just going to go straight up there. And I want every person in here for three minutes. Three minutes. Just to take a deep breath and think on the Lord. If you're believing for healing, think about all the things he's healed you of. If you're believing for finances, think about all the times he's brought you through. If you're believing for something, think about every time he's given you the answer for that. Three minutes, that's not much of your life, is it? We can do that for three minutes, right? Without moving around, without thinking about our grocery list, without thinking about what we're going to do tomorrow. And every time you start to think about something else, what do you need to do? Grab hold of your mind, bring it back in, and start thinking about him again. Can we do that? Do you want to see why this usually doesn't happen? Put that up on the screens for me, if you would, please. Can you see what that says? It says, I wonder why I don't hear from the shepherd anymore. And you can see the shepherd in the background over there yelling for him. And he's got a TV and it's blaring. He's got a computer on his lap and it's blaring. He's got an iPod stuck in his ears with the headphones blaring. He's got a radio, and it's blaring, and he's got a book in his lap, and he's reading, and he can't hear the shepherd. That looks exactly like me. If you were to see me sitting outside at my house, I think that looks exactly like me. Somebody sent me this, and it wasn't my husband. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. John 10, 27. Keith was teaching on this, and somebody sent me that. Now, that's just mean, isn't it? That's judging, isn't it? I think that's judging. (laughs) I do. I think that's judging. No, they they loved me when they sent me that. It was cute. But I don't want us to do that. I don't want us to have anything going. I'm going to time us, and I want us to do three whole minutes, and I just want us to close our eyes. And, you know, there's a difference in praying. Some people pray, 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 pray. And some people get into works praying, they're just <gasps> fighting, praying. And I don't want us to do that. I just want us to focus on the Lord and just kind of from our hearts. It just kept saying, meditate in your hearts. And I just want us to, to think about the Lord. And I want us to just think about the things that he's done for us in the area that we're believing for. Do, do you understand that? Let's see. Can we do it? We'll do a practice run and then you'll know how to do it when you go home. Okay. All right then I'm going to start the timer. Let's see if I can find my timer here. Okay, we're just going to start it. Camera guys, you can relax. Everybody can relax. Just have a seat. And here we go. How hard was that? How many times did your mind wander off in different directions and you have to pull it back in? Was it easy for God to talk to you? Brother Hagen used to talk to us about the more time that you spend doing that, the more time that you spend praying and fellowshipping with the Lord, the easier and the quicker you can just jump right into the Spirit and hear from the Lord. Do you know if you would take even three minutes like that out of your day and turn off your phone, turn off your TV, turn off your computer, turn everything off. And don't do it in your bed where you're going to fall back to sleep. But get up and get you a spot that you actually sit there and you get quiet and you hear from God. Start with three minutes. That wasn't forever, was it? Three minutes. And get your mind still and quiet and give God a chance. You're not talking. People around you are not talking. Then he can come right in and talk to your heart. It's a clear channel then. Just right right clear to your heart. But you have to turn everything off. And let him talk to us. Psalms 25.3 says this. Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Psalm 27.14 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he... Will do what? He'll strengthen your heart. Psalm sixteen eleven says this Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand their pleasures evermore. In His presence, we can get anything and everything we ever needed. Every answer, every healing, every financial answer, everything we ever needed. Don't be too busy to do what God needs you to do. Don't be too busy to help other people. Don't be too busy, like even I have been, to do what God's calling you to do. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand up on your feet, please. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.